And welcome back. Um, Pat Miller program here with you on this Thursday. And a very special guest that I mentioned to you earlier would be with us on the program, a name we've all heard and known, uh, J.D. Vance, senator from the great state of Ohio, just to our east. Uh, and I, I hasten to add, he is a graduate of the Ohio State University. And, and Senator, it's the Ohio State University, as I understand. Is that correct? Uh, that's exactly right. We love our we love our articles, and we want to make sure everybody knows that we're the Ohio State University. Yeah, well, we we are we are the Indiana University, but we're we're playing football. Obviously, that means nothing. So, <laughs> uh, very good to have you on the program, sir. Matters a lot. Yeah, um, I, I was first introduced to you through Hillbilly Elegy, a, a book uh, of yours, a New York Times bestseller list back in 16 and 17, and that's when I first uh, became uh, aware of you. And then, um, of course, we became very aware of you uh, in even greater detail last year in the election of 22, when, in fact, you beat Tim Ryan and you were elected the senator of the state of Ohio. And that was that was a very closely watched uh, election. We did the election results show here at WoWo uh, here in Fort Wayne, and uh, everybody was hanging on everything about that vote, for one thing, because the uh, the Senate race was so tight. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we, we definitely pulled it away towards the end and were able to go to bed reasonably early on, on election night. But you know, the thing that Tim Ryan did very smartly is that he, he tried to sort of hug as much of the, the, the popular policies from the Trump administration as possible uh, in an effort to sort of get some moderates and conservatives right. out of out of our fold. So what we really had to do in that election is is just make sure that people knew my record, my opponent's record. And you know, that, that took a lot of money. Uh, Ohio is a big state with a lot of media markets. Yes. Uh, it took certainly a lot of work, but we, we got the job done. And now we're, we're trying to do the people's business here in Washington, D.C., yeah, you know, and you, and you say a lot of municipalities there because here in Indiana, which is, you know, we're not a tiny state. We're not Rhode Island by any stretch. But, you know, you've got Indianapolis, Fort Wayne, where we are, is the second largest city. Then you've got Gary and you've got Evansville. And beyond that, as far as large metropolitan areas, we don't have them. Whereas in Ohio, you've got Columbus and Dayton and Cincinnati and Toledo and, you know, Cleveland. I mean, it, there, there are a lot of pockets of population there. Uh, which I'm sure made running for office uh, statewide uh, in Ohio also a bit of a challenge. It's a challenge, but also a lot of fun. I mean, I, I really did enjoy the experience of campaigning. I had never done it before in my, in my whole life. Um, and really, you know, nothing, I think, compares to a first campaign. I've heard that from many people who've run for office many times uh, before. But, you know, it's one of the things I love about Ohio, and, and frankly, I love about Indiana as well, is, you know, you do have big cities, and so, you know, you've got, got sort of all the, the infrastructure and the charm that goes along with that, uh, but also just beautiful rural areas, people for people to, you know, spend time outdoors, uh, have plenty of opportunities to do that in both Indiana and Ohio. Um, and I've, you know, I've actually, I know the state of Indiana quite well, uh, just growing up in Cincinnati or the Cincinnati area where we were so close to the Indiana border. So uh, it, it's, it's definitely uh, an interesting state to campaign in, but you know, really just loved it and had a great time. Right. And, and of course, there in that race that you did against Ryan, you ended up winning by about seven percentage points, which caught some people off guard. But, it, it you know, watching you and your campaign and hearing you and knowing you and having read you, um, I, I, I thought, you know, if if his if his voice doesn't resonate with the people of Ohio, it won't resonate anywhere. Let me let me slip if I can, uh, Senator, to the subject I really want to talk to you about today. And if you don't know this by now, you'll know it in the very near future. Um, and that is, 
uh, our congressman here, third district congressman Jim Banks. Um, I I am a Jim Banks guy to the core. Um, I he he not only sings the songs I sing, but he is right down the middle of where my heart and where my voting interests are. And I know you know that too. Let me ask you because you're still fairly new in the Senate. When you look around in the Senate. And, you know, you've, you've got Chuck Schumer as your leader, uh, and you've got all of the different uh, left-wing liberals in there pushing. How important is it to you that if Mike Braun exits the Senate to run and win as governor of the state of Indiana, how important is it to you as a senator to have somebody like Jim Banks slip into that seat and continue a conservative hold for Indiana? Well, it, it's very important. And I, too, am a Jim Banks fan and have been for a long time. Jim and I actually... Um, you know, we, we both of our families came up from eastern Kentucky, his to Indiana and mine to Ohio. And so, um, you know, we, we sort of have that Appalachian Kentucky connection. Right. Uh, the same county, actually. So, so I've, I've known Jim for a little while. He was very helpful during our campaign. And that's one of the ways, you know, a real, I think, conservative fighter from somebody who's just sitting on the sidelines is they're willing to put their own reputation, and their own work behind getting their friends elected because you can't do anything in Washington without friends. It's one of the things we learned during the Trump administration. Certainly we're learning now in Congress. So I think Jim's going to make a great senator. I think he's a great uh, replacement for Mike Braun, who I like and admire a great deal. Uh, and that's, you know, I, I'm endorsing him. And I, it's the first endorsement I've ever made as a senator. Uh, and there's a reason it's Jim, because I think he's a genuinely good guy, not just good on the issues, not just smart, not just hardworking for the people of Indiana. He is a good man, and we could use more of that in Washington, D.C. Well, and it's and it's interesting. Um, it, it is important that you surround yourself uh, in business and in the business of running the government with people that you can know and people that you can trust. And that's always not always very easy to find. Um, it's just uh, it, it, it's sometimes it's unique. Uh, but with somebody like you and somebody like Banks and a few others in the Senate and a few others in in the House, for example, from Ohio, a good friend of ours here, Jim Jordan, these people are unique. And the fact that we can find them, and I think it's interesting, we find most of them from Indiana and Ohio. I mean, I'm not besmirching the rest of the country, but come on. Yeah, no, I think I think Indiana and Ohio definitely, we bat above our, our weight limit. You mentioned Jim Jordan, who's a good friend of mine as well. And look, you know, we, we just, we have, I think, great people and and we should expect uh these great states to produce great leaders um and and that's i think what we get in jim banks um i'd encourage everybody who's listening right now to go to banksforsenate.com because the way that we're going to support this guy and get him over the finish line here is to donate to him to sign up for his email list to make sure that we're actually participating in the campaign um you know jim has been a great congressman running in, in, in the whole state of Indiana, he's going to need a lot of help. And I think he'll get it because he's the sort of leader Indiana needs. Uh, but we've got to make sure he does that. I know that going into the 24 election, that on the election map, it already favors, by the number of seats that are up for which party, it already favors um, a Republican victory for the Senate. But I think that we learned in the last election Let's let's drop words like wave and tsunami, and let's let's just try to win all the seats we can. But I do think there's great opportunity for Republicans this time, and I think we certainly find it in Jim Banks and Indiana. No, that, that's exactly right. And you know, we 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 learned the hard way last November that we take way too much for granted. And if you think about some of the, the races, obviously mine went the right way, but a lot of the other closely watched races really went for the Democrats, especially on the Senate side. You know, thank God we ended up getting 
the House. But uh, the Senate could have been better, should have been better. And I think just talking to people, a lot of us let our foot off off the gas in in Republican political circles, thinking that the red way was going to be given to us. And it's not that's not how it works. You got to earn it. You got to work for it. Um, one of the things that I'm excited about with Jim is that he's going about this the right way. Uh, he is getting support from Indiana businesses, Indiana local community leaders, Indiana political leaders. Uh, he's trying to build a broad-based coalition that can not just deliver the primary form, but deliver the general election, which, you know, again, I know Indiana is a redder state than most, but you guys elected a Democrat very recently to the United States Senate with, I think, some pretty bad consequences yep. for the country. Yep. So we got to make sure Jim is set up well. I think that he will be. He's, he's a unique talent. Uh, he's, like I said, a, a very good guy. Here's the other thing about Jim Banks. He knows what the party needs to do and where it needs to go. Uh, we are no longer the party of rich multinational corporations if we ever were. We are the, the party of middle-class people who work hard, pay their taxes, and want their kids to grow up in safe communities. That fundamental base of our party deserves champions, and Jim is the perfect champion for that group of people. Well, Jim, Jim is a lot like you in that – uh, he, too, has a wonderful wife and three children, as you do. Um, now, you served in the Marine Corps, and he served in the Navy, but I think you guys can bridge that gap, right? Well, yeah, that's right. I don't hold it against them. <laughs> um, you know, we, 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 we like uh, we like the sea service guys, all of us, whether we're Marines or Navy. Yeah. Uh, but, no, it's, it, but, but it, is, it is important. You know, one of the I, – I think the things I've learned, you look at American history, some of the greatest political leaders we've had, especially on the congressional side – have been veterans, have been people who are willing to serve uh, their country in uniform. That's not always true, but it often is true. And I think it, it says something about Jim's commitment to the country that he himself, of course, was willing to put on a uniform and willing to put something at risk for this country. And he'll, he's going to keep on doing it. Well, and and because of his past and his military past and having served us uh, at Bagram Air Base in Afghanistan, is that now in there in the House, he has served on the committees that deal directly with the military. And I think that has made a huge difference. It has made a difference here in Fort Wayne, I think, uh, with some of the new aircraft we're going to get out here at the 122nd, but also uh, just in the care of our people in service and the care of our veterans, uh, because he's one of these guys that he just doesn't use his military service as a badge to where to get elected, but it really is part of the fabric of who Jim Banks is. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, he's very, very proud of his service. I think it was a critical part of, of, of his, you know, formational years. But you're right that he's kept on focusing on veterans and military issues during his time in Congress. I think he'll certainly do that in the Senate. We look at the dangerous world out there, uh, and we need people who I think who are standing up for our troops and standing up for the mission that those troops do. Um, and and Jim is is going to be great on those issues. I mean, he, he really is one of the best people of 435 con- members of Congress. I think he's he's arguably the shining star over there. The fact that we have a chance to get him in the Senate makes me very excited because look, we need the reinforcements, uh, even on the Republican side. I mean, I, I like all my colleagues; uh, they're all good people, but. You know, having a guy like Jim Banks makes sure that you've got a critical support of conservative guys who can get things done. And I I think that's where Jim can play a big role. Yeah, I I think you're exactly right. Well, listen, I appreciate very much your making time to be on the program today. This is a little early 
in the election cycle for 24, but not overly early. But I'm thinking that perhaps somewhere months down the road, there might be an opportunity to have you back uh, maybe once or twice more between now and November of 24. So you might uh, talk even a little bit more about your good friend and ours, Jim Banks. For your time today, um, J.D. Vance, Senator from Ohio, I know you're very busy, and I know you that you're uh, you're in great demand on some of the big shows and the big networks. I appreciate you made time today for the Pat Miller Program. Thank you so very much. I'm happy to do it, Pat. Take care. Podcasts by Federated Media.